The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowboy. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, July 20th, 2019. Mr. Jonathan and Barry are back, but I think, still think it's going to be a good show today because joining us is Steve Sacker from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. And today, the launch of his new cigar, the Sober Mesa Brulee. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Okay, with us uh, back is Steve Sacker from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. We just got back from uh, the IPCPR trade show. Are you fully recovered from the show? Uh, no. No? But it really wasn't the show. I This is probably the show I went the most tired into. You went and tired? Yeah, I was really beat up before I got there. Yeah? yeah. I'll tell you, you're looking really good. Very um, spelt. Yeah, yeah, I don't know Especially about in that. your lavender you shirt do. with you, the skulls on it. Uh, <laughs> you look good. You drop some pounds. It looks like he put some back. Um, no. <laughs> no, I, I've been pretty much stable. All right. Um, I haven't really gained or lost any uh, from before this show. So All when right. you say stable, you mean weight-wise. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank, <laughs> you. <laughs> thank you for the help there, Ed. Yes. Stable weight-wise. All right. No, you, you look good. Keep it up. Um, and uh, I don't have a choice. I, I've got uh, <laughs> a little motivation that I've been trying to be a good boy myself. So uh, uh, hopefully it motivates a lot of people because uh, I think it's a good thing you're doing uh, with the group of guys you're doing. So it's uh, a longer, healthier life to all of you. Um, so here it is, the uh, long-awaited, uh, personally for me, uh, Sober Mesa Brulee. Yeah, like only, what, eight years later? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how'd it go with the show with it? Uh, um, you know, it went, look, the cigar went into the show with a lot of buzz. So it was probably one of the more sought after products at the trade show. Um, you know, look, I've talked a lot about the trade show as we all have. Um, I left the trade show thinking it wasn't very good. That was my general sense of things. I mean, as we all know, traffic was way, way down. Attendance was way down. And just flipping through the orders, they kind of felt lightish to me. So, you know, by the end of day three, in fact, I was talking to one manufacturer who I, I won't name because I'm sure they told me this in confidence, but last year they wrote a million dollars by the end of day three, and this year they'd only written 500000 oh, by yeah. the end of day three. Yikes. Yeah, terrible. And uh, and the other thing, too, is, you know, we spent uh, three and a half, four days. Basically, uh, everyone's in a really dour mood because of the announcement yeah. of Cigar Con. Sure. So it seemed like uh, 50% of my time was talking in bitch sessions with right. other retailers yeah. about the concept of Cigar Con, which then in turn just kind of puts you in a dour mood. Yeah, so the I, whole general sense Yeah, the whole thing was, was, dour. was a downer. Now, but then you did the calculations. Right. Then when we got back, you know, and we started actually putting the orders into the system, 
uh, we found ourselves, first we found ourselves like, oh, it wasn't a total train wreck. And then by the time we got to the end of the week and all the orders were in, we're like, shit, this was actually okay. So what, what um, ends up happening is that the, the real players show up and the tire kick is don't go. And yeah, but there's some real players that don't show up too. I mean, and that's part of what my issue is. I see people that are previous IPCPR board members who, you know, all the way from any position to the president. Yeah. And they're not coming to the trade show. Yeah. And look, obviously, I can't expect everyone to buy from me as much as I would like that to be the case. But I do expect them to show up. So when I see, you know, mainstay, key players, serious retailers in our business not attending the trade show, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of disappointing because do they, do they put the the deal in in advance or after the um, counts? Listen, and do you count is, it? Do yeah. you count it as a trade show? I'll tell you how we counted it. All right, um, we published our deals on the day that the IPCPR told us that we should, which was the Monday before the trade show, and, and there's a good reason to do it before the trade show because it allows retailers to prepare for their buying uh, five yeah. to seven days later. So they really kind of need to know the deals in order for them to properly allocate out their budgets. And that's the day that we put it out. So therefore, we started counting all sales booked on the Tuesday, the day after we released them, until the conclusion of the trade show is trade show. And order. no extra. We didn't count those in the trade show okay. calculation. All now, right. we have a separate deal after the trade show that wasn't as juicy as the trade show deal that began the... Uh, the week after the trade show. All right. Um, you know, because the trade show deal was structured in a way that, uh, look, juicy. I mean, some people might think the second deal was better, depending on their individual needs. What? Yeah, you know, <laughs> some might. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, we always look at, you know, for me, it isn't necessarily, look, it's not necessarily a dollar number. It's also a big component of it for me is, Maintaining the brand's presence on the shelves, yeah, wide. Making sure that the consumers have access to it. Um, opening new accounts, so we have some new account incentives at the trade show that we don't normally have. You know, there there are things like that. Yeah. So I mean, I think overall, but no, it turned out in the end, we sold about three times more than what my gut was told telling me at the trade show. And I, I think the best way I can compare it is. You know, in your pocket, you got a wad of ones and fives just crumpled all together, mm. and it's like no money. But then you pull it out of your pocket and you start laying it out on the counter, like, damn, there's $100 here. Right, you know what I mean? When I work and the it, pole, that's what I think. I don't have a lot, and then I stop counting yeah, the dollars. I mean, so, yeah, exactly. Did you say the word work and not bend? <laughs> but he did uh, say pole also. <laughs> he said, hey, let's get to this. I want to light this up. Barry, tell us about uh, this new uh, brulee. Well, today's first cigar is the Sober Mesa Brulee, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. That's me. <laughs> We're about to light up the five and a quarter by 52 Robusto. And it features a Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Maracapan Negro de Temporo binder, and Nicaraguan fillers. And a single cigar will set you back $12.59, while a box of 13 is $137.99, which is a savings of almost $26 or 15% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Yeah, don't bother don't bother because we don't have any left. <laughs> nope, but we did put, yeah. in a, we did put it in another order. 
Yeah, but I saw. I see that you have them down physically in the shop as we, I was coming. We save them. We save them because you were coming. Oh, or we wouldn't. Or they would be gone. Oh, so tomorrow you just put them on the website and sell them, unless we sell them all today, which ah. that would be the plan. But we don't want you showing up to an empty thing. What do I care? Well, I got my money. All right. <laughs> and he obviously didn't care enough to get here on time. No. He, I was exactly did, on time. That's right. He did get here on time. But that's I'm still late. dabbing off the sweat because I had to run through the door like O.J. Oh, Simpson. run. He hasn't, he hasn't <laughs> run in years, yeah. folks. It's I saw to, your definition of run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo... Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. You ever put your, your nose inside of an empty El Producto box? No. <laughs> well, that's what the foot of your brulee smells like. And I only know that because my grandfather smoked El Productos all when I was a kid. So he yeah, would but give that's us- not the same cigar when your grandfather was smoking El Producto. I'm right. sure. But I remember the smell of that empty box. I think what a lot of consumers don't realize is that most of those, you know, mass market machine made brands, they used to all be handmade clear Havanas made in in Tampa, Florida. So they were using all Cuban fillers and then they Mm. were using typically a Connecticut shade or a Connecticut shade uh, um, Candela wrapper. Yeah. But they, they used to be real cigars, and over the years, they've just migrated into what they've become. Is there a sweetness on the wrapper? Uh, no. Wow, um, it tastes sweet. Yeah, every it now does. and then, I was getting that, and I wanted to mention it in a review. Yeah, it should have. I mean, it's, it's – and the thing is, this is nothing that is special. Um, you wrote something. that it doesn't suck, and you were afraid to put something else in the review? Well, that's because Thanks. Steve on Facebook constantly refers to other cigars as, you know it, what? It doesn't suck. That's kind of my way of complimenting a cigar. Yeah, so I threw it right back at him. Yeah. It's so. the worst marketing ever, and the, and the guy's <laughs> successful, so when yeah. my, how can I take this away from him? But I mean, uh, what it is is, so in the higher grades of, first off, Ecuador, Connecticut is graded differently. All Connecticut shade is graded differently. So in other words... This is not a grade one wrapper, which is not normally a good thing to say out loud. This is a grade two wrapper. But part of that is because grade one has color classifications in it. So in grade one, you only have GW and YW, green wrapper and yellow wrapper. And the green wrapper is in Candela, but it's a very light blonde with a slight greenish hue to it, a tint that you can see. And then the YW is a very, very light... uh, wispy kind of yellow blonde, almost a golden hair kind of color. Um, so for me, neither of those two colors work at all. First off, the the GW just, I don't like it at all. And then the YW, um, it's just so thin and so fragile and doesn't offer much. So when you get into grade two, you then have two additional color classifications. And then there you have what they call LW and BW. LW stands for light wrapper. BW stands for brown wrapper. This is actually a BW. This is a more not to be browner. With a BBW. Uh, no, not to be confused with a BBW. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Concord. The Vertigo Concord features two jets, single action, easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, a flip out bullet punch, and the patented Vertigo big ass tank. That's the Vertigo Concord retailing for $19.99. Hell of a lighter for $19.99. So getting to the sweetness part, what ends up happening is Ecuador, Connecticut in grade two, 
from certain farms always has an inherent sweetness. The problem is you don't typically get to sense it because of the way Connecticut wrapper is handled. Um, we don't ferment Connecticut wrapper. We've never put, well, we do, but we don't ferment it traditionally in polones. Um, the way Connecticut shade wrappers are done are typically in mulling rooms. And mulling rooms uh, are basically a temperature-regulated space with uh, regulated airflow and a very simple synopsis of it would be uh, 30 days at about 96 degrees, 30 days at about 102 degrees, 30 days at about 106 degrees in these various rooms. And when you get to the end of that short rainbow of 90 days, uh, the wrapper is really usable. I mean, you can just jump and start using it. So most manufacturers, most of the Connecticut shade that's on their cigars are from that year. Ecuador. Yeah. So no, when somebody says five-year-old Even Connecticut, U.S. Connecticut, yeah. they can do that. When they say five-year-old Connecticut, it's total bullshit. No, that may be true, but I'm just telling you as, a general, as a general rule of thumb, it's not the case. Because, look, we're always about efficiency at the factory end. So if you can use a material earlier and it's ready to go, you use the material. And it saves your holding cost. Now, if you leave that tobacco in a bale for about six months, there's a huge advantage to doing so because what ends up happening is it helps to even the colors out just naturally. So you end up with a cleaner looking wrapper. But if you're willing to leave it in the bale for two years, what will end up happening is that little bit of inherent bitterness that's always present in all shade kappas. Um, it somewhat uh, uh, dissipates, it lightens, which then allows you to get the sweetness that the wrapper normally has, but that requires a couple plus years of bale aging. And the reason why you don't get a lot of it is because most manufacturers don't use it. They want to use it in a shorter time span to reduce their costs. And they also think that the consumers are idiots and they can't really appreciate the difference. So you've certainly done that with this because there's a sweetness. Yeah. And the thing about the sweetness, and you'll notice as you're smoking it, it's not as prevalent as when you just had that wrapper right, directly right. in contact. So it isn't like like with an infused cigar, like a Cuba Cuba is just sweet all the time. You know what I mean? Or a Java or a Baccarat or a Nat Sherman host that are actually have some sort of um, additive to it that makes the cigar sweet. So you get the sweetness when your palate's clean and before you smoke it, but be- as you're smoking it, you don't detect the sweetness in the same way, but it's still there. So it's still part of the experience, but it isn't quite as noticeable. Do you think that has to do also with now it's moistened because you've wet it? Well, and see, now it let me say this, though. If it was moistened, you would get you get a little bit more sweetness when you moisten it. You know what I mean? Because you're getting just more, more of those molecules are now coming in contact with your palate. But ultimately... I mean, if somebody said to me, oh, do you consider it to be like a sugar tip cigar? Not by any stretch. It's not but, like that. But a teeny bit that, you know, and that's why I asked the question, how can it be that sweet right from the, detectable. From the See, I'm going to yeah. argue that that's the way Macanudos used to taste. Used to be. That's the way, you know, yeah. this cigar for me, one of the cigars for me that was kind of a, a template in my mind was a brand from the boom called Butera. Yes. Okay. It was a really nice, buttery, sweet yes, cream kind of Connecticut shade cigar. It wasn't so light that it was wispy and thin, but it had enough body that you felt like you were really smoking something, but yet it was still a mild smoking experience. So that for me was kind of more the template where those cigars from the late earlies and the front end of the boom before things got really crazy and nobody had any materials. So why we Butera, were just slapping crap together. Why Butera and not Chateau Riel, which I would say is well, arguably. Well, 
Chateau Riel for me was always a decent cigar, but I didn't think it was a great cigar. And it, it was, was always great, it was a and great it was, cigar. And it was oh, a little. It was, and it was so great. And I think Chateau Real had more bite than this cigar. Yes, I think that the octane level on that was a touch higher than this cigar. And um, the other thing too is, you know, Chateau Real that that belongs to Drew Estate, so I can't mimic Chateau Real. Well, they don't even use it. Um, yeah, but yeah. they still own it. Yeah. Just because they don't currently use it doesn't. I, I'm imagining, given the current FDA landscape. We're going to see Chateau Real again, right? I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a predicate blend. Yeah. It's a grandfathered blend. So so your first Butera. Do you remember your first Butera? Because I do. Do you I remember rem- Steve's first Butera? I do. I remember. <laughs> oh, you do? I do. You came into our shop way back when. You had me pick out some cigars for you, one of which was a Butera. You said, pick me out what you, what you like. Right. So I did. And then I, I met you for the first time ever. And you took so those cigars the, back. That was in East Boston. Street. It was. Okay. And you sent me a written letter back and broke down each cigar I gave and what you thought of each one of them. One was the Butera, and I still have that that note you sent me. Really? Yeah. You are a pastor. So you yeah. guys are pen pals. We were pen pals. Yeah. This is except uh, you never wrote back to this him. This is probably no. 95, 96. Um, 95, yeah, I would 90, say. 95, 94, right yeah. around then. And um, and that didn't strike you, Steve, as pompous. Saying to a guy who's selling cigars, pick me out something, and then you write a review back to him. Not only did he write a review, he also sent me a humidifier that he had that he had no use for, um, and said maybe you can use this, and if you don't, just throw it away. But I could use it, and I probably still use it today. Yeah, it was one of those case yes. uh, humidifiers. Yeah, no kidding. And he came in, and I said, "Wow." Um, and as far as the pompous thing, yeah, no problem at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, he was a little different in those days. A little different. He was a little different in those days, but uh, it's all right. Um, so making the cigar, was it peer pressure? Because not your kind of cigar? No, look, it was something that it was something the portfolio needed. I mean, I'll be in an event and a consumer will come in and say, hey, I like mild cigars. And I'll be like, uh, I don't really have anything that's yeah. mild. Sober Mesa El Americano, I think that it's one of the milder ones. I don't think it's going to blow you out of the water. It's I think approachable. I think it's By approachable, yeah. but it's a very dark wrapper. Yeah. So the very dark wrapper just scares them off because they see that really dark wrapper and they're like, ah, no, that just looks like too much for me. So I didn't really have anything for that guy. So what would end up happening is I would end up taking them into the humidor Some and showing them. them five or six other brands that I said, hey, uh, here's a mild shade cigar that I think you ought to try. So that's number one. Number two. Um, as the company continues to grow, um, we're at the point now where we have a few shops, uh, probably a couple dozen, where we're like becoming 10 to 15% of their total sales wow. on their store. I mean, they've really gotten behind the brand in a very, very big way. And they needed something that would serve as a way to introduce this other customer to Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Mm. And so they needed some sort of vehicle to help them bring more consumers into the DTT family because they wanted to bring them in and I really didn't have anything for them. I waited a long time to do it because honestly, commercially, this is a toss up. I mean, yes, we all know that the initial sales are going to be very strong. Guys that smoke my cigars are just going to be curious about Sokka making a mild to medium cigar. They're going to buy it. They're going to try it. It's in 13 count boxes. 
So it's not like it's a big purchase to make an entire box of, and worst comes to worst, I'm going to share it with my friends. I'm going to use it as trade bait. Yeah. The question is, once we get through this second and third turn, you know, will it gain traction? And the problem that you have is the Connecticut shade, mild and medium guy, even though there's so many of them, they're also the ones that are the most brand loyal to the legacy brands that they smoke. And they're, they're also very price conscious. Um, they're very hard to move off their current dial yep. from where they're at. Um, and uh, they so don't true. give you any social media love because if you look online, just you would think cigarettes. nobody ever smokes mild shade cigars That's because right. 98% of the posts are of the type of cigars that I normally am known for making. So you don't get that benefit there. And the guys who were the biggest consumers of it, they're not even occupied in that social media space. So from a commercial perspective, it's probably the most difficult uphill climb. Uh, look, maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe it'll be uber popular. Maybe yada yada. But in the end, if I had to bet, I think it'll be a nice component to the business. It'll, it'll, it'll be a number one selling cigar. It will be your number one selling cigar. Without question. Um, and it will not get the social media love, and that's going to be the- Yeah, but like the, he said, though, they're price conscious, and I don't make inexpensive well, cigars. This was- I make, I mean, this, I make everything Davidoff quality above. That's just, yeah. that's where I'm at. That's that, where my that head is, is at. That is going to be the problem for us as a retailer to a brand, a mild cigar brand, the right guy for, the, for this product of a brand he- probably doesn't even know about it. He's not interested in it at all right. because he, he never smoked a regular Sober Mesa before because nobody would even approach him on that because he smokes this mild cigar, whatever, right. whatever it is. And he's going to look at it and say, oh, that's a lot of money. I never even heard of it. You know, obviously, look, and once again, not a problem. I'm, but I'm always, I'm a quality versus quantity yeah. guy on everything. So I think that when the customer smokes it and they compare it to the other cigars that are in the field, I think it holds up incredibly well. Harder or easier to blend this than the other stuff um, in the portfolio? It's not necessarily harder to blend. What it's harder to do is it's harder to make it consistent because because of it being milder, you have far less you don't you don't have the strength to hide behind. So anything that isn't quite right <coughs> becomes much more easily detectable. Whereas when you're making a full-bodied cigar, there's just a lot of room to hide. In a full-bodied cigar. So it requires a much more dedicated approach, even more so than other blends, to stay on track and to make it consistently. Uh, I think you're seeing already your, your fan base is trying it because that's... Yeah, they're curious. Who, yeah, that's but who I don't, bought it. But I don't see the guy that's smoking Todos Las Dias and Sin Compromisos and Mi Querida becoming a Sobra Mesa Brule box buyer. I find that... I could be wrong. Look, I find myself enjoying this cigar. Okay. Well, but we I got Sean right here who smokes everything I, from your portfolio and he's on a second box of them. Yeah. So maybe maybe my guys are sprinkling in some mild cigars that they're just smoking other brands and I'm just totally unaware of it. And like for me, I know a lot of people like to smoke a milder cigar in the morning. I oddly enough sometimes like to smoke a mild cigar as the last cigar of the me day. Me too. Just to kind of like... 
Okay, but that's part of because I smoke, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven cigars every single day. Well, so and this weather is timely too. I find on a really hot day I go milder on the cigar. And I agree with that. It's in 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 the warmer, hotter weather, milder cigars seem more palatable yeah. sometimes than some of the stronger ones. Well, for for those that are listening that love the full-bodied stuff, I urge you to try milder cigars and put them into your portfolio because yeah, but so many of them suck. God, <laughs> it's true. They're so it's just true. boring and well, thin. It's and look, not that they suck. They just they they lack complexity. Flavors. Is really what's going on with a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, there's just this flavor here. They burn well. They draw well. You can't say anything. You can't say the cigar no, sucks. No, no, no. But yeah. it's just. But I can say it. I mean, whether it's true or not, it's a separate story. I mean, I guess you I mean, can say whatever I mean, the hell you, you want. You guys say all sorts of dumb shit all the time, right? I mean, you guys got a uh, show. You got a video recording of it, a history of stupid stuff. So I'm just saying that it's going to be very interesting. And one of the things I'm already noticing is. So we got a reorder from you, and we've already gotten about 12 other reorders. Um, but part of that's you're just guys suck as retailers. I don't know what it is. How do you, you, can't, how do you, can't, how do you deal with you somebody can't, like you can't, you can't do math. I mean, I put it in a 13-count box, and in their head, oh, I'm going to order eight boxes because that's what I normally order to start. Yeah, but you ordered half the cigars. You know what I mean? So if you normally would order eight boxes, you should have ordered 16 boxes. Barry, you did know they it, all go by box? They you sold them yeah, all by, by box. box and, uh, they bought them all by the box. Right. So it and didn't we, matter. You should have put 35 cigars in the box. No, because I don't know. And we ordered 15 boxes, not eight boxes. It was 15 of each of size. Of each size. Yes. 15 of each for size. For two so, guys or for? For two guys, I guess. Oh, well, then you haven't sold barely anything yet. We'll see. <laughs> That's what we sold, 15 of each size. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's how a lot many, of cigar how smokers how out many there. people ordered I mean, 20? I mean, here's the way it works, though. It's one of the newest <laughs> yeah. straws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like it, to know who, who look, placed it, a bigger order than and, that. And for all the other manufacturers it comes out of the trade that show, are out there, it's new, don't talk it's got to a me like this. <laughs> I mean, you know that you're just going to get so many people that are just going to sample out of the box. You have an idea that if you put something new on the shelf that's got buzz, that I'm just going to sell X even if they all suck because people are going to be curious. And yes. I just feel like because the box quantity being low, a lot of retailers under-ordered because they're looking at the box number and not the cigar number. But it's okay with me because I'm 100% sold out, and I don't have any more coming until the end of August. So, so we ordered, but we're not getting until the end of August. That's correct. Oh, all right. Yeah. Wow, way to kill your brand. You know, you really should have <laughs> foreseen this. That's Instead right. of oh, making yeah. 13 count more. boxes, right. you should have made more cigars. Yeah. So yeah. we could have ordered heavier. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like, if he's telling me like how to run my company. Like you guys do with the Osakas, right? You guys always order well, enough of those. <laughs> and you know sometimes when you call Dunbarton with a big order, they try to talk you out of it. <laughs> I've, I've been Steve in the store when that. he talks somebody out of it. <laughs> yeah, consumers. He talks consumers out of it. Can't win I think retailers, too. You know, the thing is, I don't want to oversell. Look, I want them to buy the right number, but I don't want them to overbuy either because that causes a negative, you know, that boxes end up on their shelves for a long time and they don't get a good sell-through experience. The the biggest disconnect, and I, I mentioned this online, is you guys and maybe 40 or 50 other retailers that are in my account base are really, really good at inventory control. And when they sell something, they, wow, be surprised they buy more of it um so many retailers are not that way you literally have to like beat them over the head yeah and it's crazy it's like wait a minute you bought all of this and you sold through it in a month 
but yet you don't have any in the store. It doesn't make any sense no, to me doesn't. at all. But it's now, cash flow. It's the, what, what arrived, you know, and especially this time of year that the frigging trucks are pulling up and, and here's the next thing. Here's the next big thing. Right. And let me tell you, that even the consumer, they switch. And, and it's very important. You said, yeah, your first order, your second, your thir third order. The fourth order is the one that's going to count. Or the right. Thir third order. The switch is going to happen next week. We're out of these. And the, switch, the next thing's going to come in, and the switch is going to happen Absolutely. at that point. So what's going to happen at that point? I'm hoping the people, August, these new ones come in, and the people that ended up bought them end up saying, oh, I want more of those. Well, I, you, I already don't have enough for August. But whose fault is it you don't have enough for August? Is it our fault for not ordering enough, or is no, it no, your no, fault it's for my, not making it's, enough? Listen, it's my fault for not having enough, but at the same time, <laughs> how are you supposed to predict this? I mean, you have no real measure. We're a young, small company. We're up 100% on the year. I mean, the numbers are just going crazy everywhere. But you know you you're going to order. Have you're going to order a few more times for the year anyway. Right. You no, I you know. Been so top I'm heavy. Looking, I look at plans that are long term. So for me, the very shortest I can get something to the shelf is about eight months from the point that I pull the trigger on production. So I'm making decisions eight months ago on what I think a mild shade cigar is going to do of from course. Steve Saka. Did well, you ever think I mean, in terms can't... of someone like Perdomo who put out champagne and then in two years it becomes his number one selling skew? Yeah, but that's and he, he had was two years. I have, I have one month. But, yes. but it, I mean, he give never, me, give me a he like you, years. would not come out with a Connecticut shade. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. No, Dave pushed him. Stop, stop, stop. It's not that I wouldn't. It just wasn't right No, at this the was time. Nick that wouldn't do it. No, I understand. I mean, it was always in the plan. I mean, I had to get it into the country before the FDA deadline. So this cigar already existed before August 8th of 2016. So the fact that you weren't aware of it doesn't mean the TTB and the right. FDA weren't aware of it. So it's not like it was kind of like uh, not in the cards. It just I have to I have to be very judicious, and I also have to understand that by selling Sober Mesa Brulee, most of my retailers are going to say, "Okay, I like Brulee; it's selling well." So what other two or three facings of Sober Mesa may I decide to take off my shelf? Uh, so this is not necessarily like a, a direct ad. You know what I mean? Right. I have to look at it as, oh, I'm going to lose something to make this happen because the then, retailer is only going to dedicate so much shelf space to Dunbarton right. Tobacco and very Trust. And I have a and look, I have a very wide, broad portfolio that crosses a very wide. If you're that spectrum. worried about that, why go with a 13 wide box and not a two rows of seven? Yeah, because you guys as let me say this: you guys as retailers whine about that, but the reality is. What you really care about is does it turn? But you just said you you're going to lose shelf you, space. When, but they would just still mentally, they're not measuring the inches. They would just end up deducting the boxes anyways. They have only so much of their budget they're going to dedicate it to Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust because they got to dedicate money to Foundation. They got to dedicate money to Roma Craft. They got to dedicate money to uh, Crown Heads. And the thing is, when you make those narrower boxes, yeah, they're good for the retail shelf space, but they're not good for the branding for the consumer they're to not. be able to see the product. You, they, you have to I hit 36 rather, inches to be able to I see it. I would much rather have four boxes that take up the space of eight boxes, but the cigars come out of those four boxes. You know what I mean? Because that's in the end, that's the part that matters the most. Turns is everything. Does it turn? Does it not turn? Does the retailer you know, see a value in keeping it? So... I think that worrying about a retailer complaint about shelf space is just foolishness because in the end, what the retailer cares about is whether it turns or it doesn't turn. 
So when you make something, it should be from the perspective of what is going to give this brand the maximum potential to sell. What I care about is that I'm stacking the shit out of these dimes. Oh, right enough now. with that shit. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about prices of Dunbar and tobacco and trust cigars. They're going up. <laughs> Why and how much? Uh, this must be uh, a good time to stock up. And uh, we're going to learn about the uh, new Mikorita coming out. Uh, and it's the opposite of this one. Uh, we're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet. 
but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nicaragua, from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. We're back. We're smoking a new Sober Mesa Brulee with Steve Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, burning perfect. Take- it's a dime stacker all day. Stop with that. Enough, enough. No, it's a thing now. No, it's not. It's a, it's I, a I see it's a thing because Barry's all over it too, so the game is he over. Couldn't, it's such a thing that Barry couldn't stay out of the group. He had to get himself weaseled in. Well, you know, I'm going to be in a min according to Damari, so we did it just to annoy you. <laughs> there you go. Which is uh, half the things we do around here on, on a daily basis. Yeah. Damari will never make you an admin because the first thing you would do is kick him out of his own group. No. Second thing, you would be the first thing. <laughs> so uh, it, it is a pricey cigar, Steve. So you'll, you'll Yeah, see, you say that and I say it isn't because how much does a Davidoff cost? Say on this size, 20 bucks. This is a steal. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> if you smoke a Davidoff and you smoke one of these side by side, you tell me 
which one costs too much. So answer me this then, Steve. If you're comparing yourself to Davidoff and to Diamond Crown, I've heard you say both. Mm-hmm. Which rapper out of those two companies sells by the metric shit ton compared to the other rappers? It would be I, the shade wrapper. Right. So why wouldn't you just make a metric shit ton of these so that we would never be out? Look, and I will make a metric shit ton of them, but I'm not going to do it in advance because it's very easy for you to spend hundreds of thousands of my dollars. That's true. Uh, you it know is. what I mean? Because you feel like it serves your best interest. <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, I just started shipping cigars on Monday and you already got me into a $2 million commitment because it isn't just about what I'm committing to eight months from now. It's about my tobacco commitments for two to three years from now, particularly when this has a bale-aged Connecticut shade wrapper that's two years old. So, I mean, it's really easy for, you know, consumers and retailers like, well, wow, if I did it, i just make more of those. Well, it isn't quite as simple does, as just make more of those. Does anybody else hear so, the theme from Rocky playing in the no, background? No, so, so what you're saying is <laughs> we should stop trying to run your business. Uh-oh. But – Fast. Oh, listen. Uh-oh. The truth is, you're always going to rewind. Look, but rewind. We're at a, a, few, we're at a, we're at a business to check, of please. opinions. Rewind a little back of you telling me how I'm placing my orders improperly, <laughs> and you don't know the back end of what's going on with us, that we went to the trade show and we, we ordered from I'm hundreds not tell, of- I'm not telling you you're placing orders improperly, but don't be upset that's, that's with me you, when what you, did. You, you sell through, with, uh, with when you sell through, and I can't deliver you anymore to August. I mean- we were there. We now were taking orders. Now it becomes your problem. Now it becomes your problem. That yeah, and they look, and it's a problem that I deal with. It's a problem I deal with not on Sober Mesa Brulee. It's a problem at, look, the stupid Lancero. I mean, <laughs> who would ever think? I mean, I got the factory. They're, like, just looking at me like, really? You want us to make all these Lanceros? Are you kidding me? They're like, how the hell are you going to sell these? And I'm like, listen. I have orders for 2,000 more boxes. I'm only making like 1,000 more. It's not even going to come close to enough as to how many I ultimately have on order. I mean, it's, everything is a balancing act. Nothing is perfect. All right, so your prices aren't too high. Um, actually, they were too, they were too low, so you took a price increase. Well, I took a price increase. I took a price increase that worked out to be about 3.2% across the board. For the record, Dave did not ask for permission to treat you like a hostile witness. I don't, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't from. give a rat's ass. I mean, the prices are the prices. It's very simple in my world. I take whatever something physically costs to land it in the country, to make it consistently, to supply, to supply retailer support, and to supply consumer support. And in order to do that, I have to mark products up about 40% gross margin. So the numbers are just simply the numbers. They are what they are. And then the consumers get to decide, hey, do I feel like I'm getting a good value for my purchase or I'm not getting a good value for Can my purchase? Can you negotiate with the, with the factory a little better so that... Uh, yeah, but I don't want oh, to negotiate Jesus. with the factory. <laughs> just got to tear. Because, you know, when a consumer... Just tell them how to do this. it. When a consumer buys one of my cigars... They're not expecting the average experience that they get from a six to nine dollar cigar. They are expecting a better cigar. They that are. is what they're expecting. When and they buy you. a product by Steve Saka, it means something to them. And for that, I charge them more because I give them more. Now they get to decide whether it's worth the buy. They may say, hey, you know what? Twelve dollars for that, not as good as one of these X cigars for seven bucks, and they won't buy it. But in the end, it is what it is. I will say this. I've all but sworn off Connecticut Shade completely. I'm done smoking it. This is fantastic. It Thank does you. not smoke like that. You get that acrid quality in most of them. They do turn bitter by the time you get to the end. I can't stand it. I need more flavor. 
and this delivers. Okay, so from one to ten in a in a strength profile, two. I'd go three, three and a half. I'd go four, four. Yeah. I call it mild to medium. The thing is, with strength, it's so hard to quantify. It's so subjective. Everybody, it's just subjective. It's subjective. Everybody. The thing is, when I when I retrohale it, but when you I don't feel real you're big burn. You're saying it is your grandfather's Connecticut. It's not. It has so much more strength and no, flavor. No, I'm going to tell your you that it, again. Go back to those Buteras. Go yeah. back to those. You know, and Butera was up there a little, look, a notch or two. Look, even Macanudos weren't nowhere near what they are right. today. They were a different. When they were made in Jamaica, they, they were, were a different cigar than what they are today. I hope the FDA is listening, but I mean, <laughs> they just simply are. So somewhere along the line, things kind of went a certain way. And we got to the point where all mild cigars had to be like uber, uber, like airball kind of cigars. And the problem with airballing them is it lets that bitterness, it lets, yeah, that, terrible. it lets that acidic nature shine through. So you have to have enough body in the cigar to complement the materials rather than just say, oh, I want it to be super, uber, duper, duper mild. If you could make hot chocolate, but out of vanilla, <laughs> is there a such thing as hot vanilla? It should be. With with whole milk, though. It's very creamy and sweet. You got a little marshmallow floating on the top? No. Yes. No. You got to have marshmallow. I got slightly soggy French And the toast. dust on the, on the marshmallow. If you would lick the marshmallow, you know, a dried marshmallow, the outside, the powdery dust. All right. Dust. I'm with you on the dust. Huh? Marshmallow dust. Marshmallow dust. Why does anyone can, listen to this program? I have to, you I can have write to, that on I your website. I have to share a comment from, sure. from Facebook Live. Between Barry's blonde hair, Steve's pinkish purple shirt, Mr. J's glasses, and Dave's overall schlubby appearance. Oh! These guys look seriously. Like, these guys look like the worst boy band ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is an insult show. It's just one after the other. And I'm pretty sure it was the guy. That, I'm pretty sure it was the guy that had a problem with your coin story that left that comment. Do I look schlubbyish? I mean, I'm. I think you're looking pretty smelt as looking, well. Yeah, yeah you I dropped think, 20 geez. pounds. I think my, you're looking. There's no need of that. Oh my god! I don't what know why of, someone had to ring the bell on who, that. And who is that asshole? <laughs> uh, it was a guy by the name of Nicholas. Nicholas. Yeah, it's Nicholas Mesolella. That's my wow. boy. I'd like my boy Nicholas. <laughs> I'd like to have him come down so I can tear him up. And Josh Williamson <laughs> says, Jonathan, since you gave this a two in terms of strength, how's the retro hell? I uh, I did push a little through my nose. Don't do it that hard. That's why. There we go. A little coming through. Smooth. Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I get, I get little notes of caramel. Um, it still has the core uh, blend of Sober Mesa. So there's still little hints of anise here and there if you could detect them. It just kind of takes the Sober Mesa profile and it just tempers it. Yeah, it chills it a bit. Yeah. That, that's really, I mean, in the end, it's still a Sober Mesa. Still no French toast? Um, you know, you're not the only person to say this. Somebody else mentioned to me that it had kind of a a, a sweet, doughy, kind of sugar cookie donut kind of component. Marshmallow <laughs> dust. I mean, there's, there's definitely... He hates that, but he can't deny no, it. He, no, it's not, it's not a bad <laughs> analogy, but I mean, in the end, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to buy it because it's marshmallow dust. I, I, I would. I'm just saying that's what it is. So if you, if you like licking a marshmallow... 
This is what who doesn't like to lick a marshmallow? Who doesn't like to lick a marshmallow? You know what I like to do? I like to get the giant marshmallows and I lick all the powder off, and then you can throw them and stick them. Ah. Or what about? Look, one of my favorite cereals as a kid was like Count Chocula or Frankenberry, because you get that marshmallow sugariness in the milk. And Jonathan was so good. Uh, (laughs) Same difference, right? Except I had rainbows. (laughs) Oh, cheap family, huh? Yeah, yeah, you had the. Stuff the, in the bag. The generic, generic lucky yeah. charms, not real. The poor lucky kids charm. got. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, does the stacking dimes hurt your neck eventually? It seems well, like. Well, I'm you- concerned about it. I, I got a good stack going here. I don't even understand. I mean, look, I appreciate because it, it makes for great Instagram photos, but as a cigar maker, I don't really give a damn that it holds an ash like that. No, it's, it's well made. It's well made, yeah. but that's not. Go ahead, knock it off. That's not the. You mean just like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, now that was beautiful. That's beautiful. I got the picture off there. Oh. <laughs> All right. So let's talk uh, that um, the price is not too much. Uh, the price is the price. Stop yeah. with the price. Well, <laughs> they're going to decide. And what are you bitching about? If you get a consumer that used to pay you $11 for an okay cigar, well, and now they pay you $12 for a no. great cigar, guess what? You just made more money. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, but if any of the Davidoff smokers drop down, we lose money. So. I'll tell yeah, you. but the Davidoff guys aren't dropping down because, you know, so many of the Davidoff guys, they're smoking Davidoff because of the legacy that the brand has earned over decades. You know what I mean? That's, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's that's an impossible nut to crack. I, I don't expect the special R guy to go, you know what? No more special R's for me. I want those shots. You know what I mean? It's just, but is this not the Sober Mesa Brulee is a little more expensive than a Sober Mesa? Yes. And part of that has to do with the fact that it is in a 13-count box. The other thing, too, so is... So you're dividing the, the cost you have, of the You box. have to amortize the cost into the, right. into the cigars. And then the other thing, too, is... It's like a real business. And the other thing, too, <laughs> is... pissing me off. <laughs> I, ha- I did not take a price increase on Sober Mesa, even though I should have this year. Uh, I Zero. I haven't raised the price on Sober Mesa in four years. And part of it is because I see the current trend... I see the brand growing. I see it doing well. And I really don't want to do anything to upset that current trend. But probably next year, I probably will have to take a price increase on Sober Mesa. So it'll probably be more in line with where Brulee is. Brulee is about a dollar more currently. Um, But again... It's by the numbers. It's used to be. I'm used to so it being if quite the numbers, the if the numbers allow me to keep the prices where they are, like for example, I had a huger price increase on Mikarita and on Umbagog. Those prices went up like eight to nine yeah. percent. That's a direct reflection of what the broadleaf is currently costing. Yeah. It just costs that much more. True. So I had no choice but to raise the price on it if you want Mikaritas to be the way Mikaritas are. Now, if I drop down and I use a lower grade of material. Then I can make Mikirita for the same price, but I have to assume that the guy that buys Mikirita is buying it for what it is. Speaking of buying Mikirita, do we want to announce when? Yes. Uh, yeah. When's that happening? So go ahead, Barry. On uh, the uh, twelve o'clock noon on the day of the twenty fourth of August, Mikirita will be on twoguyscigars.com, ready to go. Mikirita, Mikirita firecracker, firecracker. So we're bringing back the firecracker. For basically one day, probably one day or hours, whatever it's going to yeah. be. Uh, we go 500 boxes or so. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be about that. Yeah, yeah. so um, what do they do? Go to twoguyscigars.com, there'll be a rotator right on the front page, and uh, we'll even link it. Go to the cigarauthority.com, we'll link it in the show notes, 
And uh, we'll also link it during Facebook Live. Um, they're going to sell out super fast. And what date did you say? Saturday the 24th. Saturday the 24th. Yes. Okay. It's going to be the second cigar we smoke on the show that day. Why are we launching it on a Saturday? That's what we planned, unless I just screwed up and it was supposed <laughs> to be Monday the 26th. Maybe. You know what? You were right. Monday the 26th. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to launch it yes. on Saturday. You don't have anybody in mail. Monday, Monday the 26th. Forget about the 24th. But in the, store, the in the store on Saturday the 24th, right? Because that's normally the way you do it. Yeah, if we're, smoking, if we're smoking on the show, show you have available it in the, the store. store. Yeah. Uh, so the 26th. Yeah, I remember Ed saying he was going in to put the inventory live, but it makes better sense <sighs> to do it on Monday. So Monday the 26th. Okay. And, and, and honestly, I can't wait till they're gone. I know, and that's because you have you a guys, new you have a new product coming. It's out. not that because you guys so undercharged for what that cigar costs. It just, <laughs> because I I believe it's in like the giving consumer. away it's giving away the milk for free. I know, but I want it to be yeah. But that's, and that's why. But, I have but a, here's the pro- I don't have a problem. Here's the me problem. Buying a cigar here's the you. problem, though. Okay, so I make you five hundred boxes, and I work below my normal forty points. I know that that's not a long-term sustainable thing. Yeah. So what ends up happening is, yeah, I eat it in this batch because it's just part of just doing business with you and, you know, and it's launching something else. But the reality is you buy a tricky traca and it costs you double of what a firecracker costs. Now, granted, the cigars are much larger in tricky traca than they are in firecracker, but firecracker is a 50 ring gauge cigar. And, you know, and the truth is probably because of the size, it's probably spicier than the others. A 6 by 48 But Tricky Track is going to sell because of the firecracker, right? Um, that's what I'm hoping. That's the whole idea, and that's what I'm hoping to happen, too. So everybody got a taste the last time you put it out, and now they're going to get another taste again. They obviously love it. They love want it. they want more. They love it. I'll be interested so to see what far happens. That, that you though. said, okay, I mean, let's make a full size thing of this blend. I mean, we'll. I mean, you sold five hundred boxes relatively quickly ours. last time. It was ours, and so this time, how many people are going to be like, well, I already bought that, I already done that. No, nope, none I bought, of them. This year, I bought my Christoph pissed off firecrackers. I've well, been doing. I've been doing this for twelve years. When Skip did the Cro-Magnon firecracker the second time around, it sold out quicker than the first time. Yeah, around. but the first time you did the firecracker, you did only two hundred and fifty boxes. No. Yes, I know you did because we went through this before the oh, last yeah. time. Yes, so the second batch around you did five hundred. So it still sold out faster than the two fifty. Yep. I hear you, but in the end, that's seven hundred and fifty. We're now at you're going to be loving this at the end. I'm yes. going to tell you right now. Well, I already got my cash, so I'm I'm I'm, right, I'm pretty sure. sure you paid him in cash. No. And and the other thing too is <laughs> and look. I would love, and I've said this before, I'm happy to buy back anything that you don't want yeah. because I'll, I'll I can then sell left. it for a fair Ooh. value to I'll, everybody I'll give else. I'll all that's left after. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll buy anything we don't sell. Yeah. <laughs> Sullivan's good for it. That's not going to be an issue, but the, the issue is going to be. Don't buy any, so Ed has to buy 500 boxes. He'll be all right with that. I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I'll be taking him down on the level of pricing that he's usually accustomed to spending. <laughs> but after that ends up happening, yeah, the idea is that they liked what it tastes like, and they wish, even when they smoked the firecracker, they wish it was longer. They wish it was which bigger. is what I wanted. Correct, and here it I is. I smoked the firecracker, and I'm like, wow, it's good. But I end up having to smoke two firecrackers I, instead of one cigar. So I'm like, you know what? I, I really want to try this in some larger formats. Yeah, and I have uh, not tried it. How is it? It doesn't suck. <laughs> That's a rave it's review fantastic. right there. That's by a, case. It's 10 even, out of 10. It's even better than the regular firecracker, I'm um, guessing. 
I don't know that it's better. Did you bring it, me one? It's different. Um, I have some, yeah. All right, so after the show. Um, Maybe on the after show, because you're going to join us on that. I think that the regular firecracker is a bit spicier um, because of the format. Plus, you're lighting it only three inches from your right, face to right. begin with. Yeah, boom, So right? Yeah, it's like right Let's out of the see, gate. I, I dig that. Yeah, I, I mean. mean I, I had a tricky traca, and it, it's a great cigar, mm -hmm. and it represents that blend very well. But as you say. It doesn't have quite the smack you in the face. No, it doesn't smack you as quickly. I agree. Yeah. And I think this- Which I'd appreciate. I, I mean, I- Grow I, through it. But I mean, Tricky Trocas are very, it's not a super pepper bomb. It's just very heavy, very dense, very full. The best way I can compare it is like having some fat chick bouncing on your chest. There's like ah. pressure. You know what I mean? It's hard I'm into to, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan's up Who isn't, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a good time. Well, yeah. we'll smoke that on the after show, but thank you for coming on to the show and uh, basically launching uh, the brulee here on the show. Um, if uh, anybody's looking to get them, twoguyscigars.com doesn't have them and isn't going to have them until August. But go into the stores because every store that got them, they're going to be blowing through these and well, then he, guess, you don't have any. Let me direction. say this. It's this time of year. So retailers, if they can't pay their bills, I'm happy to send you the boxes earlier. So let's see what happens. Okay. I mean, we're working through the shipments. All right. My and we treat everything first in, first out. So you were one of the very first reorders. So you would be up in the queue All right. early on. So All right. just well, hope somebody else is a deadbeat and you guys will be square. If retailers that are listening to this, <laughs> don't be a deadbeat. Pay his bills so you can get the product because it's it's limited as far as how many he made. And, that, and you're missing the boat if you, if you didn't do it. So what's our thoughts here on Sober Mesa Brulee? Everybody loves it? Very good. This could get Barry, me back into smoking Connecticut. It, it, I, I saw a big rating on you. Yeah, it's breakfast and a cigar. It's French yeah, toast. I didn't know where you were going to go. And Ed Sullivan, who likes full-bodied on the rotation. Yeah, I've already smoked a bunch of these since we got them in. You know, right. I, I smoke almost as many cigars as Steve every right. day. So I'll start with one of these and sometimes midday. But you've always been a spectrum smoker, and I don't mean that in I'm a mental the, capacity I'm on the way. Spectrum. Right. I mean oh, yeah. that in a you've always smoked a wide range of products. I do like milder as long as the flavors. There. Right. Okay, we're going to catch Steve on the after show, uh, but when we come back, uh, we got um, a cigar in the pack, care package to get to, and we have a Don Raphael offer of the day that I uh, said last week, and we're going to do it today and see if Mr. Jonathan's going to jump in or not, but one way or the other, it's going to be done here, so stick around for that. It's going to be interesting. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. 
Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium-to-full-bodied, 
attractively consistent in aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Omar de Frias from Fratello Cigars and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Omar! We're going to smoke his cigar coming up this hour. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Um, loving this cigar. As it's getting down, it is building up in strength. I would say it started at a four. Maybe it ends at a five. So it's a mild to medium, mild to straight medium. doesn't go over that. I think that you're just a little off on that, buddy. Of course you are, because uh, that's where you go. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Dave. I think this you were just a kiss ass, just barely over mild, and it finishes pure medium. All right, so I'm going to put that aside for now because I can get to a little of that after. I'm going to wipe the ash off, let it go out on its own, and I'll get to that. And after. Once again, to clarify, August 26th, that Monday, 10 a.m., me Kaida Firecrackers return to Two Guys Cigars. And that's the week before Labor Day weekend. The week before Labor yeah. Day weekend, and your summer with a bang. Yep. And uh, don't wait and don't say, I'm thinking about it. You got to pull the trigger. Yeah, not. you got plenty of time. Put yeah. some money aside, get a couple boxes. Don't order maximum a couple singles to see how it is. It, it's a proven cigar. Yeah. Maximum two boxes. Don't let them, yep. because that, we don't want any of that. People charging big money out there selling boxes and stuff. If you want to sell the one or two boxes you got and miss it and not be able to enjoy it, you can do that too. But um, th this is the chance, and who knows if we ever do it again. Uh, with Trick or Track are out there, it's already done what it had needed to do, so uh, we'll, we'll stop there. Uh, next cigar, Barry. Yep, today's second cigar is Fratello, and it's actually the Fratello Originale, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Fratello Cigars. We're going to light up the 5x46 Corona, which features a Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, Ecuadorian Sumatra binder, and fillers from Nicaragua and Peru. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a box of 20 cigars will cost you $152.99, which is about 13% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Okay, same factory. Totally different cigar, but actually same factory. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo 
cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lower them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. Much darker. Peanuts. Peanuts right in the shell. Using your, cracking the shell in your mouth. Yeah. And that peanut with the, with the skin on it. I disagree with Barron's 100%. I agree 100% with Barry. I do not. I do not. Why don't you, for now on, when when, when he's got it, you got to give it to him. I do. He doesn't. So you don't got peanuts in the shell? No. That's exactly it. No. I agree 100% with Barry. All right. So now I don't. don't. (laughs) What do you have? Nuts from a sack? (laughs) We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Concord. Vertigo Concord features two jets, single action. Easy adjustment wheel and a flip-out bullet punch, all fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. That's the Vertigo Concord. 50 bucks. For $19.99. $19.99. Get two and a half of them for that price. Doesn't taste like peanuts in the shell now, but it did on the cold draw. Exactly. All right, so uh, last week, no uh, Mr. Jonathan, no Barry. Me and Ed Salavino. Uh, Cadillac at Salavino. Yeah, Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> did the show? Uh, we did the Toscano. Uh, I think the show went good. Did you listen? No, I did. Really? You didn't listen? I don't even listen when I'm here. Really? <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, you guys certainly held your own. I think my favorite part was the after show. You had a nice flow. Ed Sullivan stepped his game up. It was a good second chair. He's good. I thought the show was fine. It was and, great. And I, as I closed out I the would show, listen. I think uh, you guys uh, took the time off, and that's when you either see, wow, you don't realize what you had till it's gone. That didn't happen. No, it didn't. We, it, it's we said, funny no, when you I'm guys here. killed it. <laughs> it's funny when I'm here. It's funnier? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, this is a little comedy that ends up happening. Well, it was uh, good. I did listen to it. I have not listened to the after show, but yeah. credit where credit is due. Well, I got to say, um, so we did the Don Raphael offer of the day, and we're going to do it again right now. Um, it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? So what we said was, would you punch a cement block, a patio block, with your fist until it breaks. And the price was $50. Uh, it's not a lot of money. And well, I was, see you got a patio block there. It often so we depends. Have, we have it set this time. The, the thing is there uh, because what happened was. So I got to punch it while it's on the desk? No. I, so I want you to see the patio block to know. Just be careful. I don't want to have to be buffing the acrylic later. And I, I put a piece of cardboard on the That wasn't double entendre either. Can I pay you $50 to break it over his head? I don't think. Man, that's heavy and solid, and it's a thick. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. The good news is our barista said he'll do it. Gary Marino, the barista, what, what said. What barista do you have? There we go. We got a strong one. He's a man killer. I'll tell you that. Or, or, or somebody who has no fear, Mr. Jonathan. Um, it's that, not a fear thing. It's, it's a piece of cement. It's a piece of cement. It does not have grain in it. It's not carved. There's nothing going on. There's another one that's already set there. Same thing. You examined it before you came here. 
you you gave it a little slap and a and a, and a see what it is. It's solid. What did he slap it with? He slapped it with, with his fist and his oh, and with right. his uh, palm of his hand and everything. We're not talking the palm of the hand. We're not talking a karate chop. We're talking about knuckles, punch, punch down onto the cement block and break it. I'm about eight years out of practice punching cement. I used to have big calluses on my knuckles. This is a guy that makes coffee. This is what he does. He makes cups of coffee, and he's going to actually attempt to do this. So, first off... Do we have some sort of disclaimer? Yes. So, first off, Gary Marino, here at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, leaves us completely free of any lawsuit or any bad thing that could happen here from twoguyscigars.com, Two Guys Smoke Shop, Studio 21, the United Podcast Network, the Cigar Authority. Are we cool? Thumbs up ain't going to do it. I need a verbal. <laughs> yes, yes right, you heard that. that. that yes. And there's a whole bunch of people here that heard it too. So, Witnesses. Gary, come on up. He's getting himself... In the zone, it seems. He has to get in the zone because this, back is, and this forth. is no joke. He's got a sweat rag of some kind. And um, he's, 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 he's going to put that t- down on the, on the thing. As not to rip his knuckles. Uh, Ed Sullivan, can you go to the other camera? Zoom in. Yeah, there we go. So you see a patio block that's in between two other blocks uh, holding it up. And then what Gary's going to do is use his fist. And at that point, he's going to... Uh, punch into this is there anything i need to know other than uh this is ridiculous and is uh, it a fist of fury th- will there be anger well there should be he he's should get punching, psyched up and be punching the wall it. right now but uh the awful was pacing back and forth i tell you if we weren't going out for chinese food tonight and i needn't need my hands for the utensils you do it <laughs> I, i'd be tempted I wouldn't do it i'd be tempted mm. hey last chance his 50 dollar bill right here that's what we offered I, and I got a few of them. You want to end up giving it a shot? Go ahead. I'll pass. Mr. Jonathan. No, it's made out of cement. <laughs> it's made out of, Ed Sullivan, I don't have to ask you, right? No, you don't understand, so There's no I'll way I'm 50, freaking doing it. I'll give you $50 to break it over Jonathan's head. Yeah. I don't even know if it would break over there. Break, it it would head? break your head. He's hard-headed. It's It'll a break. piece of cement. So there's knuckles, there's little bones in your hand. Anything bad could happen here. This is ridiculous that I'm even and doing this. Why the, are we doing bones, this on a cigar show? The bones get brittle after a while, That's right? That's it. Gary, you're 50? How old are you? 55 years old. I feel like we should be chanting, Jerry, Jerry, yeah. Jerry. All right, so let, let, let's psych Gary up a little, and he's going to come do this thing. So come on. Come on, Gary. Let's let's see this happen. Gary Marino, people barista, listening on the podcast, you do makes not a damn want good to cup watch of coffee, this. And uh, he's going to have to do it with he one hand. He used to make a good cup of coffee. He, he may have to do this with one hand after this. Yeah, we may not have coffee for a little And the show's going to go on after. If, if uh, he has to go to a hospital, somebody's going to take him or he's going to drive himself because <laughs> the show's going to continue. Jonathan will, a call, heads up too. Jonathan will call an ambulance. Why am I so nervous? <laughs> here it is. Here it is. All right. Here he comes. Breaking it with his knuckles, he's punching Gotta into be this. Friggin' kidding me! Right Only now. a little, a little cloth on there, not to tear his knuckles up. Here it comes. This is crazy. You can it's back breathing. out anytime if you want. Here it comes. It's like no one. Hello, ball. It's very focused. Here we go! Yeah! Whoa! Jesus. H. Christ. He did it. Has the knuckles. He says he's okay. He says he's okay. How do you like that, huh? 
Anybody want to examine that? Help yourself. But well done, Garrett. Wow. Whew. Huh? Come on. Don Raphael off for the day. I might have to give that a try. I mean, it looked easy. <laughs> next week, we'll set it up again. I think if you set it up next week, I'd be uh, I'd be interested in trying that. All right. I need a week at least to just make it so. I know we put a cloth down, but still. I got baby knuckles right now. I need a, a week to toughen them up a little bit. Cement block. You know, some people do it with the palm of their hand. Karate experts and stuff will do it with the palm of their hand. That's with a punch. That's that's a serious punch right there. That's crazy, man. You okay? That's Mike Tyson level right there. I got to stop. It's good for now. <laughs> okay. We'll see if that's. Wow. Wow. Okay. This is, what, this is where we've come. I mean, we've asked listeners for uh, advice on what topics they would like to learn about, and you just take it on your own, and you're like, no, we, we punch blocks now. Well, you took a week off. Anything could happen. Don't <laughs> leave me you're alone. You're going to try to blame this you, on me? You leave me alone to my own devices. Anything could happen. But right now, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And this week, the governor of New York signed into law Tobacco 21. The new law becomes effective November 13th, 2019. Additionally, this week, the Delaware Tobacco 21 law went into effect. In Ohio, the state budget passed, which included a Tobacco 21 law in it. The budget was quickly signed by the governor, who used a line-item veto to remove an exemption for those who were already 18 years of age, and the new law goes into effect October 1st. In Maine, the tobacco tax was increased from 20% of the wholesale to 43% of the wholesale price, meaning a cigar that has an MSRP of $10 that sold in Maine for $12 will now sell for $14.30, and that new tax goes into effect January 2nd, 2020. Mm. Six major companies this week submitted a joint comment requesting a premium cigar exemption. Altatus, CLE, Davidoff, Drew Estate, General Cigars, and Perdomo joined forces in a united front. Lastly, a federal judge ruled this week that the substantial equivalence applications are due on May 12th, 2020, which is 450 days earlier than expected. Earlier this year, the FDA themselves put in a request for a 2021 delayed, and that was denied by the courts. An appeal to throw out the ruling has been filed, so we'll see what happens there. And that's what's up in the cigar world. And coming up in future episodes next week, Mr. Jonathan Carney is going to join us from La Flor Dominicana. They're celebrating 25 years, and we'll do that with Mr. Jonathan Carney. Mr. Jonathan Carney. Jonathan Carney. Um, Jason Wood joins us the following week from Miami Cigar with the new Mesta Miranda special selection. And following that is Jose Dominguez will join us with his new cigar coming out August 10th. Uh, coming ahead of that is um, Eric Newman from J.C. Newman will join us and uh, lots more uh, coming up. The calendar is filling up. People like to come around during the summer months. Gary really wants to impress me. He'll split this one in half. So look at this. Hold that up to the camera so that they can see the, the 
inside. If you're watching this on either Facebook Live or on YouTube, and what, this is a show, if, you, if you're listening to it, go back and... Uh, I can barely hold it up. This is in the, in the middle of the show. It, it's a cement block made of cement. It's not little. It's heavy. Even a half of it is heavy. And uh, but that's amazing. It's not can, broken in a straight line. No, it is not no, because it has no line. There is, uh, no, there is no grain like a piece of wood. Hmm. So you're just getting lucky wherever you're getting on the cigar. Good placement on his hand there. He had good follow through. Yeah. So tune in next week and we'll watch Mr. Jonathan break his hand. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I think ends up happening there. But let's talk about Fratello right now. What do you think of uh, Fratello? Um, smoking the brulee, now smoking the Fratello, a cigar in the same factory, nothing alike. Totally different. Yeah. Cinnamon. A little bit of cinnamon, but cinnamon. Mm. It also reminds me of a hard Bavarian pretzel. You use that pretzel comment yeah, a lot. Yeah, it tastes just like a pretzel without salt, no salt. Just cinnamon. And <laughs> cinnamon. I, yeah. I'm getting some sweetness that you may be able to associate with cinnamon. Some coffee notes. How about strength-wise? Now that you had the boulet, which you said was a two, we're more up to a four. I'm too early in the cigar. Yeah, it's got to hit its. Uh, it's got to hit its pocket. Right now, for me, it's a six or a seven. Yeah, you're less puffs in than. Never mind. No, I like to do. You this can't tell how strong a cigar is until I the s- nicotine hits you. That's you why can't. I said right, right now. now. So right now, the nicotine hasn't hit you, and you're saying it's a seven. Six, it hasn't happened. Everything's an argument. Or seven. Does everything it hasn't can't happened. Can we just get you're along? So angry. I think the heat is making people cranky. It's a, yeah, it's a hundred degrees. It's just a, it's a, it's a ridiculous premise. You can't say, oh, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, we haven't hit the pocket. There's no nicotine hitting me yet, but I'm just going to say it's a seven. I don't know. Can things that don't have nicotine be strong? There's a perceived like, strength. Let's take, like, let's take a hot pepper. It has no nicotine in it, and you say, wow, this is hot. It's strong. You would say it's It doesn't have spicy. to have nicotine. I don't know. You could talk about its flavor, I guess, but if you're talking about its strength, that you're talking about nicotine. Food with a lot of black pepper, and you say it's a strong pepper, strong. Spicy. So, Maybe. I don't know. Just make the, make the argument. Um, you didn't bring up, um, and I don't know if you even know about this, that uh, Maryland just passed a law um, maybe three days ago. Very important law that just t- took place because of the ramifications that can happen with this law. Um, there's 33 states right now that um, it's the Wayfair law, basically, which is uh, sales tax within that state on mail order companies sending into a state. And um, if we're doing $100,000 or more into that state, you must uh, file the taxes every single month. Um, And in some of those states, you actually have different areas of it that the tax is even different within there. So very complicated what happens. There could be as much as 80 different taxes that go on that every month these mail order companies, including cigar companies, have to pay into that state. Well, a few days ago, Maryland passed a law, and it, and it passed, that said not only do we want the sales tax, but we want the tobacco tax. And it passed. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because what happens after that point? That this went Every through, other state's going to starting suit. Oct- starting October 1st, there's a 30% tax in that state. And every cigar that goes into that state via mail order becomes a 30% tax. And if that happens across the country, which is this is how things happen, they follow suit of their, whatever the tax is within your state, 
there is no more um, competitive edge to an online shipping into that state. Everybody becomes equal at that point, uh, sales tax-wise and then tobacco tax-wise. So you look at some high-tax states, they want, and I, and I said this as this thing was going on with the sales tax, they want their tax, period. Well, you have some companies out there that are so vested in online sales, it's, it's relatively, you know, as much as 100% of their entire businesses. Right. And now this ends up happening. This is going to be some big news, and we're going to – there's actually nothing they can do from now till October. I don't think they could even stop what has already happened because the uh, legislator doesn't even meet till the first of the year again. So this is it. October 1st, this becomes the first thing to click down, the first thing that happens, and then it goes from there. So um, – I know that there's retailers out there that are saying, well, this is great because it's a level playing field and this is going to be better for us. I live in both worlds when it comes to this, in a small world on the online sale. And um, is this going to bring some more sales to my retail store? The answer is yes. But is this going to destroy the online sales that we have or put us less competitive? The answer is yes also. I personally don't like any laws to happen to anybody, and I don't want any additional taxes and things like that. But the fact of the matter is this is the first blow. What is going to happen at that point? What are these online companies going to do? Are they going to go to brick-and-mortar um, sales Locations themselves? in the state? Yeah. You know, this is going to trigger a lot of things that are going to end up happening because we're talking about some big players that are in here that are going to see this. And, um, you know, we always talked about online sales to somebody in a remote area that can't get this particular cigar. And that's what twoguyscigars.com actually built their business on. Somebody in a remote area, and we say it during the thing. Here, we're smoking the uh, Silva Mesa Brulee. Uh, go to your brick-and-mortar retailer. If they don't have it, because maybe there's one store in that area and they just don't happen to have it, you can find us and that's where you can where you can get it. Right. Um, there's not enough of that for all these companies to survive if that if if everybody had their um, business model based on that's what we're looking for. That's all. And that's why we're very, very small when it comes to online sales. That's who we're looking for, the guy that can't get that particular thing because it's so remote. Um, these other guys, it's it's based on price, and you're going to save your sales tax, you're going to save your tobacco tax, and they're discounted to begin with also. So there's the edge to somebody buying there. What are we going to see that happens? Doesn't that case? really push the gray market sales because there's not going to be tax on gray market? Yeah, to become more of that. It becomes a prohibition era on cigars, really. Yeah, you know, it's so odd to, you know, I'm so pro brick and mortar. Some people would think, hey, Dave, he's going to be happy about this to happen again. I'm not happy about it at all because I'm not happy about any taxation that happens onto anything and more government regulations and more happens here. But you open up a gray market trade that happens there and and then take that away from them too. And the possibility of you, Mr. Brick and Mortar Retailer, um, yes, uh, the competitive edge is gone, but then you're going to have one of these monsters open up in your area. And then what? Well, the monster still has to pay the tax at that point. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be something. You're going to hear a lot of this as the shoe drops. A lot of people don't know that it even happened. Uh, you didn't even hear this? No, I didn't even, didn't okay. even show up in like Google Alerts All right, or anything so like that. So this happened, and typically what happens is 
nothing happens until it, it takes effect. And then uh, the week of October 1st, everybody's going to be up, up in arms. So here we are in July, and right. nobody's talking about it. O the week of October 1st, it's going to be all over everything that everybody's going to say, what the hell? Would, you know, here's what happened uh, because it happened. And that, and that also, has, has the governor signed it yet? Yes, everything went through. Uh -huh. I believe everything went through. Um, also that happens, I told you that $100,000 exemption that if I sell into a state, I don't have to pay the sales tax at 100000 or less, mm -hmm. uh, safe harbor type of uh, a law that happens there. It does not take effect with this. There is no safe harbor. You have to pay the tax. That's it. And also, the state of Ohio has lined up second mm -hmm. already to do this. They don't even have a sales tax there, and they're ready to do this just on the tobacco tax. So I knew this would fall as soon as the sales tax things happen. They're going to look at it and say, oh, if we end up making $1 million with sales tax at 5% and we got 30%, oh, my God, we're going to make a, a, you know, five times that, six times that with the tobacco tax alone. And here it comes. So get ready for that. Just a heads up. Uh, start looking for well, and when they information. Don't get we'll report more next week yep. uh, on all our findings on it. I actually put some calls into people to get more information uh, and not a return call back. And when they don't get the tax because the mail order people just shut Rhode Island down, they're going to try to get that tax Rhode from Rhode Island, the, Maryland? Maryland, Maryland. I'm sorry. So they're going to try to get that tax somehow. It's going to fall on the brick and mortar. They're not going to get the money. Mail order is going to shut down into that state because the no, mail order no, guys aren't going to pay. Yes, they are. You think? Yeah. 30%. Yeah. They're paying the sales tax now, and now becomes the next tax. And there's already some states that they can't sell into already. So, you know, they, they um, I, don't, I can't even think of what, North Dakota and something else. North, South Dakota and Utah. South Dakota and Utah can't sell into those states, period. So they lost two of 50. And now the tobacco tax ends up being uh, Maryland and now possibly Ohio. So that becomes four. You know, how, how much do you, you go from there? And, you know, you took 10% away now and you're going to go to the next level. So they, they, they get up for the sales tax. They're going to gear up for the tobacco tax too. Um, they have other products to offer and things like that. But they, there's a game changer here. This is, uh, there's a lot going to happen. And when we get to our conspiracy episode, uh, I, I have lots of theories where this is going to go and, and how that's going to go, but we'll get to that. But um, um, your initial thoughts here early on the Fratello, let's get to that. You know when you have the peppercorns, the tricolored peppercorns, mm -hmm. if you bit into the red one, it's a little sweeter than the white and the black. Is that true? Yes. So I'm getting a little bit of the sweetness from that red peppercorn, but I'm not getting much of the bite from it. Not a lot of the pepper. You got a salty taste? Salty? Pink Himalayan salt? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just salt. <laughs> now that you said Himalayan so, pink salt, yeah. <laughs> I think I am getting a little of that. I just turned it to you for a second. So Sorry, the, folks. That won't happen again. So the bill is HB 1301, House Bill 1301. And uh, as you said, it did pass. Yeah, it passed. So, All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, letters in the mailbox. Uh, and uh, the Cigar Authority is going on a road trip. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. 
So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. 
the mild, buttery, smooth natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro, and every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Got Jason Wood from Miami Cigar and & Company and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Okay, we got Jason Wood coming on back on the show. It's been a while, and we're back. We're smoking the Fratello and getting ready for a road trip. Welcome back, everybody. A big thank you to all those who like and share the podcast, especially those who subscribe onto YouTube. If you are not watching the show, this is a show you want to see so that you can see uh, Gary Marino break that brick. Uh, so it's go on to impressive. YouTube and subscribe onto there also. And don't forget, you catch the after show, um, which is a podcast only. So we got to get you on both both uh, platforms. That's the idea of what we're doing here. So uh, you know what what and why we're doing it. We want you on both platforms if we can uh, if we can make that happen. Um, okay, tonight's road trip. The Cigar Authority is going on a road trip, and uh, we may smoke a cigar by the dumpster tonight. Uh, but we're going to uh, a Chinese restaurant, the largest Chinese restaurant in the country. It's called Kowloon's in Saugus, Massachusetts. Steve, want to come? We're going at 6 o'clock. On me if you want to join us. I know you're trying to be good eating. But anyway, um, there's a comedy show there. So Tony V, who's um, the comedian on the Dueling Comedians podcast, he's headlining there. So we thought uh, we would go because Barry's been asking for... Four years? Yeah, when I first moved up here, <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's no good Chinese food here. He doesn't own a car, apparently. Right. So he couldn't just drive and there. They, from day himself. one, you're like, Carloons. Yeah. yeah. They, I'm Dave's not driving been, to Saugus. Dave's been busy for the last four years. Well, he could have went on his own. I mean, I, I'm sure you haven't. He's only the meal. in because Dave said he's paying. Right, right. right. But I was in before Dave acknowledged he was paying, and I am totally appreciative of it. But anyway, we'll have a good time. We'll have some laughs, and uh, then. Uh, what they typically do is no smoking there, but Tony, who's a big cigar smoker, uh, he says, we go out by the dumpster and we smoke a cigar, and it's been a regular thing. It's probably a regular thing if it's in the 50s or something like that, yeah. but it's 100 degrees yeah. outside of a dumpster you know, of a Chinese <laughs> restaurant. That's going to be ripe. <laughs> you got to imagine. It's, it's going to alter the flavor of your cigar, I think. Well, yes. What, what are you picking up? No. <laughs> what, yes. what flavor notes are you getting? And what is the perfect cigar for a night like that? This is uh, decomposing octopus body. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. 
So anyway, uh, it'll be interesting, uh, nevertheless. Maybe we can get you to try sushi for the first time. No, this is not the sushi. It's they do not serve a Japanese it, but restaurant. Not Japanese or Chinese. I'm ordering, by the way. Nobody's ordering. They do have Order sushi on the menu yeah, if you want. Dave, if you get shut down on the ordering, can I jump in? Jump in and order what I what Can I you speak Mandarin? Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect. I speak Asian. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, let's get to uh, the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. I got Don Raphael here. I'm out of, I'm out of place here. Okay. That um, happens when you watch someone break a brick with yeah. their bare friggin' hands. By the way, really quickly, while Dave's looking for this, chat room has said, can Jonathan stop with his tasty notes until he properly learns how to retrohale for the good of humanity? Whoa. No. Yeah, you don't know how to retrohale. Denied. Not, not that I'm an expert at it either, but you hold it in your mouth and you fight it. I don't care. I don't like doing it. So, it's stupid. You, you do it often. I do it because you guys tell me well, to. Well, at least learn how to do it Wait right now. So stacking dimes is a thing, but retrohaling is stupid? Mm. Yeah, where's the bell? Thank you. All right. That's that is a, correct. That's a gift to you. Thank from you. From me to you. Would you rather have too many friends or too few? Too many friends or too few? There's no such thing as too few. There's no such zero as too few. No, I hate people. You hate people. <laughs> yeah, Except this... for our cherished mail order customers. I truly love yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> this one's a no-brainer. Too few. Really? I already have uh, too many. I like I like my friends. I'm going Do with your friends like you. Too <laughs> many. How can you have too many? He didn't many? ask that, Barrett. If they're really friends, too many, they're really many. friends. No, I, I, like, I like the idea of having friends and having reciprocity and... Everybody taking care of each other. Yes. I like that. I'll tell you, it, it, it's it's part of the reason why I opened a cigar store, to have too many friends. Really? Yeah. Because you, that, it, it ends up happening. Yeah, I have so many, the guy that peed in the parking lot. Are they yeah. friends or acquaintances? It's some, some of them it's are acquaintances, but some of them are no, I, I consider friends. I don't know if yeah, they do back, but I consider them friends. He gives them hugs. And I'd stuff. rather have less acquaintances and more friends. Less acquaintances? Yeah. People that yeah, are well, on, well, that's what we're the, asking. We're not talking the, about acquaintances. People on about. the fringe, just leave me alone. <laughs> friends, you want so more friends. Once people again, can... once again, you're going to come on to Dave's side now that he's made a good argument for it. Well, that's uh, it. I'd rather have less, less like friends. Like you jumped than on Damari's side. Like you shift, you shift your opinion with the wind. Well, Damari and I have a plan to oust hey. you, so well, it's a hostile jo- takeover. Jonathan. Uh, Fatmon2010 wants to know if you're going to have Chinese peapods by the dumpster. Uh, with Dave ordering, I would be willing to there'll, bet there will be no Chinese peapods. There'll be no, no green. Chinese peapods. Nothing green. There'll be nothing green there. There's going to be. This is, is heavy Chinese food, too. For 100 degree temperature, no. what's the over under? Is Barry going to make it through this thing? If there's anything <laughs> that's going to take you down, it's tonight. Uh, what's that I'm a champ. brown Challenge dish accepted. that I'm not a fan of? Huh? What's that guy horrible pan? brown dish. Oh, this. This, it's the, all going to be brown. It's called. This is everything's brown. It has saugus gravy. I don't know what that is. I don't want to know what it is. I tried it once and I'm good. All right, we're having that. I'm good. You're you going to have some lobster sauce. <coughs> all right, he so, ain't ordering lobster sauce. All right, so there hasn't been enough arguing yet today. So let's get to the mailbag. All right. Uh, Gene writes through the contact us page with respect to stacking dimes. Hmm. On a recent show, you mentioned the ash looked like stacked dimes, and someone said it didn't make sense. Well, that's Barry. Well, as a welder, that statement immediately made sense to me because a perfect weld is supposed hey, to look you took like a week off, but you read this before. You know. Yes, and this is a welding term. 
Stacking dimes is tied to welding. It is not tied to cigar smoke. Well, he says it's a great analogy, and you are part of the Stacking Dimes Club, you tool. And you post in it actively. All right, give me a different Team Damari, baby. Can you read a new one this time? Gentlemen, I've just finished listening to your podcast on aging and tasting cigars. It was a great episode, and I learned a lot. I belong to several groups on Facebook and have noticed a number of smokers seem to basically pile their cigars into their humidors. Is this good practice? Do the oils, flavors, and characteristics transfer from one stick to the other? I store my cigars in the boxes. Thanks. And I, I would say that's the way to do it. That's why I like best, but I have a regular tabletop on my desk that they're poured in because these, I got to smoke these cigars when I get a chance. So that's where they go. But my aging and my right. humidor at home and my humidor... My big so you, humidor. You've got a whole staging process. I do. I do. It's a, but it's a whole thing. I'm, I yeah. geek out if you're doing long term aging, in the box is the way to go. If these are your everyday beaters and you're going to go through them, that you're not going to have any bleeding from one cigar into the other in a short amount of time. I mean, Unless, of course, you're adding a flavor. Yeah, to you're a putting cigar. something else in there. Yeah, keep them away from the yeah, other cigars. Yeah, because you're a little bit different, right? First, you'll store them in the hum- big humidor in Nashua, then they'll move to Salem, yeah. then they'll move to your hum- I mean, there's a whole big There's part. a whole thing. When you own a million plus cigars, it, it's a whole thing. Yeah, there's a whole thing, and don't try this at home, folks. It's, it's brutal. Let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to it's time for news from the insane asylum odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true or are they brought to you by asylum cigars take no prisoners asylum cigars are truly flavorful medium-bodied nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 by 80 asylum cigars Two Detroit city workers on a bathroom break were reportedly injured by a prank gone bad when firecrackers exploded as they sat down on toilets inside a fire truck repair shop. The stunt left one of the workers with damage to his leg and his scrotum, which takes workplace ball busting to another level. Just think, a couple inches could have wrecked them, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. So they do this for social media, right? They videotape it and do it for social media, like we just did with Gary, (laughs) possibly breaking his hand. Gary, you okay? Good. You good? Seriously? Yes. No problems? None. None. No problems at all, Mr. Jonathan. No Mm. problems at all. He did make it look easy, but that's still cement. It must be easy. It's still cement. It must be easy. I think we try it. I think Next one was stunt cement and the other one's real cement. Yeah, hopefully yeah. I got the stunt one. Kind of like stunt bottles so in you, the Western. So you think this is the stunt one? No, the one he broke was the stunt one. It's a setup to so, break John's So this is, the, this is the real one? Put your hands yes. behind your back. Let me chuck this one into your balls. So, yes. we'll so see what about if he, the ball what busting if he walks then. up there and just hits the next one? I'd rather think that it's going to break Jonathan's hand. I'm finding solace <laughs> and happiness. There's no this. games here. This is legit. This is what it's, it is. It's legit. I'm it's, just having a little fun at Jonathan's expense. Okay. All right. Submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. David writes, Hi, I inherited some cigars from my wife's uncle, but I can't find anything about them. They are Simon Cigars, a box of Royal Coronas, and a box of La Florina SYH. I've been on message boards, but the only information I've received is they are Simon and Son Cigars from Montreal. 
I would like to know the possible age of the cigars before I smoke them. Please let me know if you have any insight on them. Thanks for your time. The only thing I was able to find, and it doesn't appear that the Simon & Sons is accurate. Uh, that is a brand. Anything, and Steve, a, remind you of anything? Simon's and Sons cigars? Simon & Sons was a, a tobacconist in Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. That's a private label for them. But Yeah, maybe a special thing made for him. How old? He says his grandfather's cigars? Uh, his wife's uncle. But he doesn't know the age of the cigars. That's what oh. he was hoping to know. So we get Bubkiss. We got we got nothing on there, but uh, let's uh, we got a few minutes. So just for the hell of it, let's do a uh, um, classic three way because I kicked Ed Sullivan's ass last week. So we'll see how it goes. And is that brought to you by Classic Cigars? Brought to you by Classic Cigars, absolutely. You've heard of Epic Rap Battles. But now it's time for the Epic Battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In Classic History. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All Classic Cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com, that's twoguyscigars.com. Dot com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right. Uh, Ed Sullivan at least showed last week. He lost. Well, I, I did have the answers, but he still lost. <laughs> um, so we'll have we'll start with Ed Sullivan. Yeah, I, I came in second. You did. Um, <coughs> this is a law ball. Really easy. Apollo 11, Luna Module, carrying Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins landed on the surface of the moon. Aldrin and Armstrong walked on the moon several hours later. It happened today. What year? I'm going to guess 19... You guys write it down. Write it down for us. 69. He says 69. I say 59. 59. year I was born, 69. 69. You've got to be kidding me, guys. Mr. Jonathan, because you guys got it. Today's the 50th anniversary. Whatever. You know that? Whatever? Whatever. Whatever. Don't care. It was a farce. So Barry gets two points, Ed Sullivan gets a two points. Why? It didn't happen, right? Didn't well, happen. Over to you, Mr. Jonathan. There is no moon. Died this day. Lee Yemen Kem. Bruce Lee. Hong Kong, uh, an American martial artist and actor, entered a dragon. Died today at 32. What year? Died today. What year? 1974. 74. 73. 73. I'm going 76. 76. Somebody's got two points. Barry Stein. Two so, points. Does Barry study now? No. I figured we stopped doing this shtick. <laughs> Born this day. Carlos Santana. Mexican rock musician. Black magic woman. You know him. You love him. Carlos Santana. Born today. What year, Barry Stein? 1945. 45. I had 46. 46. 1933 for two points. 33 is way under. 46 will get the point for 47. Don't you do... Uh, I go, you don't, right? Which one Not of you. them got the point? Ed Sullivan's got it. 
Ed Sullivan's got three points. Barry's got four points. Mr. Jonathan has a goose egg. Because you, the first question was complete bullshit. <laughs> Hank Aaron hits 755, the last home run off Angels' Dick Drago today. Hank Aaron hits the last home run, number 755, his last ever. Is that football? Today, it's not football. Soccer. No points for that. 1973. 73. 60. Come on, Barry, tell us what it is. 74. 76. 76. So. That would be me. That would be Oh, Barry. you do get the point. You do get the point. Barry's five. Ed Sullivan's three. Mr. Jonathan is zero. Don't care. You care. Mike Tyson is accused of raping Miss Black America contestant today. Oh, I should know this. He got in trouble for this. 1980, 1991. 91, he says. Wow, I had 92. 92. I have 92. 92. Somebody's got two points, but only one person. Barry Stein. Oh, my God, you're killing it, Barry. This is historic. One more question and a tiebreaker if needed, but it's 7 to 3 to 0. This might the most be the most embarrassing to you, Mr. Jonathan. I don't embarrass. You couldn't, you couldn't break the brick, and you got no points. I haven't tried to break the brick. O.J. Simpson offers $500,000 reward for evidence of his ex-wife's killer. And he didn't even turn himself in. He could have made a half a mil. O.J. Simpson offers $500,000 reward for the evidence of his wife killer today. What year did he do this? I think it's me. 1996. 96. For eight points. 2000? 2000. I had 94. 94 for two points, Ed Sullivan. Ooh, let's look at this. No. Yeah, seven to five. Seven to five to zero. Seven to five to zero. You're horrible at this, Mr. Jonathan. You forgot all about it. <laughs> Just for the hell of it, I had a tiebreaker. Uh, Sioux Indian Chief Sitting Bull surrenders to the U.S. Federal Troops. 1837. 1817. Come on, Ed Sullivan. You were in high school. Well, yeah. Sitting Bull surrenders. It was later than that, 1894? 1881. Mm. And then cigars started coming out on a steady basis, right? Yeah. At that point. <clears throat> so uh, don't forget the after show. We're going to bring Steve Saka back. It'll air on Wednesday. Um, what else we got to say? I, I hear we might be smoking trick or tracker on the after show. Well, I, I think I will be smoking trick or tracker. What? And just August, you? And I don't know if he brought enough for everybody. But. And August 26th, me, Kaida Firecrackers. Yes, it's a Monday. Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Yes, and don't waste don't waste time. Only two per person, and it and uh, it'll be hours, not days. Right, two boxes. Correct, per two boxes max. Max. That's it. Next week, Mister Jonathan Connie from La Florida Minicana Cigars pops in. They're celebrating twenty five years. We'll have their twenty fifth anniversary cigar with us, and. Uh, We'll talk about Barry's eating habits that happen tonight, uh, next week. So you'll hear of, uh, does he know how to handle a plate? Can, can he how run many a plate? Did he, can he run it? And how many plates can he get through? Did he make it through it? What did we smoke by the dumpster at the 100 degree temperature? And what was the flavor notes to that? That and lots more until next week. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing else in the last two hours, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.